All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Monday, hockey fans. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. As always, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. The show is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Early NHL games because of the holiday <laughs> down south. Or maybe some Aussie Open uh uh, Aussie Open Tennis, if you're a tennis guy like my boy Colby Cohen. What's up, Colby? You know I stay up late this time of year getting my tennis matches in. But, Tyler, I'm honestly surprised when I got asked to sit in on the show today. I thought I'd be sitting in with Frank because I just assumed you'd be shoveling in Buffalo, getting Highmark Stadium ready to go as your Buffalo Bills have a big matchup this afternoon. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely taking the afternoon off with the old 2.30 Mountain Time kickoff today. It, uh, it should be a good one. Uh, Colby, it was a busy weekend around the NHL. A lot of big headlines for us to break down, including spicy stuff happening out in Toronto. They kind of stink right now. Our pal Nick Alberga is going to swing by for the big segment. But let's start out west today. Colby, uh, in my backyard, the Edmonton Oilers have won a franchise record 10 games in a row, even back in the days of Gretzky and Messier. The Oilers never won 10 in a row. But in the Pacific, you also have the Seattle Kraken rattling off a nine-game heater as well. So let me just throw you this. Which team's proven you proven more to you over their long heaters, the Kraken or the Oilers? Oh, the Oilers. I don't, I don't think there's any question that it's the Edmonton Oilers because you look at the way that they are firing right now on all cylinders, and I think that's really sort of the best way to put it. And you look at just the way that they're managing the puck and the, you know, they're getting saves, but they're also just not putting, 
as much pressure on Stuart Skinner and then Calvin Picard when he's been called upon to come into games. And I've said it on your show a couple of times here. I've come on Oilers Nation and said it a couple of times. The way that Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard and CeCe and, you know, go go down the list. These guys are playing, you know, dialed hockey. They're, they're just not turning pucks over. They're breaking the puck out clean. Uh, there's no self-infliction at the blue lines and the red lines. I mean, you just have to give them a lot of credit the way that they've cleaned things up in Edmonton um, and the way that they're playing. And then you still have a couple of guys who we didn't mention that at the snap of a fingers can just shove it down your throat. So I, I did my power rankings uh, on more than cup of hockey this morning. I had him in the top five in the NHL. Johnny Lazarus did not have Edmonton in the top five. I don't know how you could not have the team that is playing better than everybody else in the Edmonton Oilers in your top five in your power rankings. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten their points percentage above 600 now. Like the Oilers are going to, they're going to be a playoff team. Hell they might be, they might have home ice advantage in round one, but I'm going to give maybe a bit of an off-brand answer and say that the Seattle Kraken have proven more to me over this stretch than the Oilers. We kind of knew the Oilers were going to figure it out after their first eight-game winning streak of the year and get back to being a playoff team. I had written the Seattle Kraken off. I was sitting there going, this team cannot score. This team is starting to get average goaltending once again. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I was sitting there going, maybe they trade Larson, Schultz, Eberle, all these guys who are pending UFAs. I know Larson has another year, but then... I mean, Joey Decord shows up, starts playing Vesna caliber hockey, and all of a sudden the Seattle Kraken are looking like, again, they're going to be a playoff team. Do you think they have enough juice to keep this thing going? Yeah, and, and look, the reason that I, I, I did say Edmonton over Seattle is because of that exactly. I, I don't know if they have the juice. I don't think they're going to have the juice, to be honest, to keep it going and to find their way into the playoffs. And one of the reasons for that being is that you've got Jaden Schwartz, you've got uh, Jordan Eberle, you've got Matty Beniers. These guys have less than 10 goals this season. And I'm not a do or die stats guy um, because I think hockey players, when they go in goal scoring slumps, they can find other things to do like Matty Beniers. I think Matty Beniers can still help you on a nightly basis if the pucks aren't going for him. So I, without those three players right there scoring goals, and sure, Bjorkstrand's having a career year. Tolvanen, uh, who was you know the easiest pickup of all for Seattle, he's having a, a good season, looks back to old form. McCann continues to score goals for them. They play north-south hockey, and generally teams that are really disciplined in their north-south approach are less slumpy because they don't rely on you know, high danger plays in order to produce offense. And maybe that's one of the reasons the numbers are so balanced offensively and statistically for Seattle. But right now, like you just said, I think not only does Edmonton make the playoffs, I think they find themselves in a situation where they could have home ice and they could, you know, sneak into that top three in their division. I just don't see it for Seattle. I really don't. I think the uh, Minnesota Wild have fallen off a cliff. They were a team I thought could challenge for that wild card spot. But Nashville, they've picked their game up. So, look, I, I just don't know if I trust that Seattle is going to continue to do it this season with the, the roster that they have. Yeah, and I think that's fair. But a big reason why this is all of a sudden a conversation is because the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights just can't seem to get a handle on things right now. So let's talk a little bit. We'll start with the LA Kings for this one because their slump is 
way more profound than the Golden Knights one. And this is a Kings team that hasn't won a game yet in the calendar year of 2024. Now they're being propped up because they're dragging a bunch of games to overtime or shootout Colby, but 0-4 and 4 over this last stretch. They're sitting with a 615 points percentage. The Oilers are only a point back. The Kraken are only a point back of them as well. I know Seattle's played a few more games, but there's concern with this LA Kings team to me. I, I think the goaltending, it was obviously a gamble to start the year with Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley. Now with no Copley, you need Cam Talbot to be a 60 game workhorse for you this year. I think that's a bit of a recipe for disaster. And then you just look at this team and guys that were contributing early on have really cooled off. And I don't know if you can just magically get that back at any point. Yeah, look, I, I think the goaltending is where I would point my biggest concern to because I don't think Cam Talbot is a guy who who's gonna you know give you sixty games and and you know win most of them. I think he's much more of a, a of this new era, like I play one or two, you play one, I play one or two, you play one situation. But here here's what I'll say about LA: the reason I'm not giving up on LA, and I'm just gonna go down the middle of their lineup. Obviously, you can you know, get every team's current lineup on the dailyfaceoff.com. Um, but Kopitar, Deneau, Dubois, and Lazat. I mean, that that's who you're playing with down the middle. And that's why I'm not giving up on them because I think between Dowdy on the back end um, and between those guys down the middle, you, you, you have an opportunity here to, you know, roll out four lines that can really compete and really do damage. So I know Pierre-Luc Dubois has been a little bit of a disappointment. Where have we seen this before? Uh, everywhere he's been. But I, I certainly am not throwing in the towel on LA, and I think this is something that they can sort of fix and, and figure out. Last 10 games, Anzi Kopitar, one goal. Philip Deneau, one goal. Pierre-Luc Dubois, three goals. So he's starting to turn it around a little bit. I know Kopitar's got 10 points in that stretch as well but the the kings need to start picking up some point or picking up some wins i should say once again otherwise they might find themselves back down in a wild card spot uh let's head out east kolb as a part of our trade deadline preview at dailyfaceoff.com we will have a new article up every day and over the weekend it was a look at the sellers in the eastern conference and we had listed seven teams as potential sellers i went ahead and i kind of broke them down into what I would call different tiers. You have the obvious ones in this group. Columbus and Montreal, they are going to sell whatever they can. They have no aspirations of making the playoffs this year. Probably no aspirations of making the playoffs next year, if we're being honest. But then you have the next group, which I labeled the, what the hell are they doing? And it's the Sabres and the Senators, Colby. I don't know what their plan should be ahead of the deadline, because this is two teams that for the, what, third consecutive season were supposed to be the sexy up-and-comers, push for a playoff spot, and they've both fallen flat on their faces. I'm not sure, and this is maybe my lead into you, I don't think the Sabres or Senators even have anything to sell. Like, what did they do? Yeah, you look at this board that you guys put together, and you kind of wonder, when you see Jacob Chikrin's name back on the board again, this just feels like his name has been a trade target for, what, seven straight years now? It's, it's almost hard to take it serious when you see his name on these situations. And, and look, I'm with you, Tyler. These organizations do not seem to have a clear and concise plan of who they are, what they're doing and what their expectations are. Other than saying our expectations are to win every night. I mean, you look at Ottawa, they're on an interim head coach right now. Things have potentially gotten worse under Jacques Martin, not better. 
Um, and so you do, you start to look at guys who, who have a year left in their contract guys that maybe underperform. Look, I think Jordan Greenway for the Buffalo Sabres is an interesting name because I think he's had flashes, but I just think he continuously leaves teams with more to be desired. And I know I'm sitting here wearing a Boston university sweatshirt today, repping my boys talking about Jordan Greenway, who was a BU hockey player, um, a great one at that. And I just kind of wonder, you know, if they're willing to eat a bunch of his money, I don't know his exact contract status, but he'd be, a, he'd be attractive. You know, you bring him in and you put him on your third line on a, on a contending team. I think he makes a third line better. I don't think he's going to play on a first line somewhere, but I think the same goes for Jacob Chikrin. I mean, we know Chikrin's a good player. We know what he can do, what he can bring. It's really just going to come back to the fact that what are the asking prices for these guys? How high are they? How reasonable are these teams being? How much money are they willing to eat? But I got to tell you something. I would get off any and all of them because it hasn't worked. It clearly hasn't worked. All we ever hear is about how these are the up-and-comers, and every year they disappoint. Detroit has taken a step. Okay, they look like a playoff team the way they're playing right now, even with with Patrick Kane getting injured last night. So, you know, it, it, it's it's time to, you know, get going here. Make a move. I was going to say shit or get off the pot. I caught myself, but then I realized we, we can drop an S word if we need to. Yeah, we're broadcasting on the Internet. There are no rules. Uh, just finally looking at this list, maybe the most fascinating part of it is the three teams at the bottom, which is the tough decision category. The Flyers, I mean. Listen, Nick Sealer is a great guy in the room. They love him. I, I think it's probably a mistake if you don't look at at least one of him or Sean Walker and go, let's cash in and get some assets here. In a way, Philly is playing with house money. In another way, Pittsburgh and Washington are sitting at the casino down a couple hundred bucks. Like if you're Kyle Dubas, you've already went out and got Eric Carlson. Do you sit there and walk away, go home, or sell Jake Gensel to try recoup some of that money? If you're Washington, I know you made the coaching change this summer, but nothing seems to be working for you somehow you're still somewhat close to a playoff spot. Like out of these three, which one are you watching the closest heading up to the deadline? What happened with Anthony Mantha? I mean, I, you looked at this guy play a couple of seasons ago and I mean, he was a dominant power forward in the NHL. He was a player that a defenseman does not want to play against with his size and his speed and his physicality. I mean, kind of remind me a little bit of Max Pacioretty when he was really playing well when both of those guys were were healthy hockey players. So, look, I think the Flyers are in the most interesting spot of those teams you just mentioned because they're trying to build something. They're not, I mean, look, they're two points behind the Rangers right now. So every time I doubt them, you know, they shove it in my face. They they go and they beat Winnipeg the other night. I think they play uh, St. Louis today on, on this road trip that they're on after beating Minnesota in a comeback win. Look, I, I don't really know the answer. I think they still need to, they need assets because I think they're still in a rebuilding mode, even though they're playing with house money. And the reality is, is you can't rebuild without assets. You just can't. And they don't have a ton, ton of assets. They just lost Cutter Gauthier, their number one prospect. They bring back Jamie Drysdale, who I think is going to be a nice piece for them. Uh, but ultimately, if I'm the Flyers, I I'm moving away from a couple of those defensemen, especially if the price is ridiculous. Let's say like, uh, Toronto paid for a guy like Jake McCabe last year. If you can get those crazy numbers and those first and second round picks for those guys, I think you'd be crazy not to move on from them. Nick Sealer, serviceable, shutdown defenseman, can play every day for you. And at that league minimum price tag, if Philly keeps half, man, they'll have contenders lining up down the block trying to get their hands on him because he'd be such a positive cap asset 
to scoop up at the deadline. Um, yeah, Eastern sellers. The Western sellers are up, I think, later today over on dailyfaceoff.com as well. We'll discuss that tomorrow on the show when Frank makes his return. Uh, let's Before we get to Nick Alberga, do our Monday game. It's fair or foul, Colby. I got a couple of questions teed up for you here, and we will start with a viral moment from the weekend. Uh, Justin Bieber posing with the All-Star Game jerseys. What do you make of these, Colby? Are they fair or foul? Foul. And I don't even have to think for five seconds. I thought this was a joke when it got leaked, when it went up on Adidas website before anybody else announced it. I said they have to be screwing with everybody. These are terrible, terrible all-star jerseys. And you know what? It's probably going to be a terrible game as well. So you get terrible jerseys with a terrible game. Perfect marriage. Foul, foul, foul. I see. I don't hate the ones. I'm more of a guy that likes simple designs. So the ones that are just the yellow, white, and black, those ones aren't as atrocious. But once you start getting the blue and the red in there, it, it's a little bit much for me. I think the chat's kind of agreeing with us too. Um, it's a lot. I really but, like today on the DFO rundown. We talked about it. How great would it have been if in Toronto for the All Star game they did a throwback and they were everyone was wearing the old like you know Clarence Campbell black and orange jerseys. Unbelievable. And, and and my question for you is, is like last year in Florida, they made it Florida, you know, relic. They, they, they did this Miami vice theme yeah. last year. Right. And I thought it was cool because it was indigenous to Florida. Nothing about that Jersey says Toronto to me. Right. It, it, honestly, it looks like someone took crayons and, and scribbled some stuff on the papers. I mean, look, I'm a Justin Bieber fan of music. But I am not a fan of the way that guy dresses himself. And supposedly he had his hand in this. So sorry, Biebs. I'm not rolling with you here, pal. All right. And uh, just a quick one here to wrap up. I will give you a hockey-related fair or foul question as we're about to talk about a team in the East that's really struggling. Let me ask you about the Minnesota Wild out west. 2-7-1 in their last 10. They are still 7th in the Central I'm going to go ahead and give you a hot take. Maybe it's not even that hot. The Minnesota Wild are going to be sellers at the deadline. Is that take fair or foul? Fair. They got nothing. I, they have to sell. They've got to move off some pieces. They brought in a new coach in John Hines. Um, you know, him and Bill Guerin are both Boston guys. Okay. John Hines went to BU. He came through the U.S. national program. So why not bring in the new coach? Bring in some players to fit the mold to the way he likes to coach. Okay. Give him a little bit of an idea of, okay, this is who we're going to move on from. This is what we're going to do. But I got to tell you, disappointed in the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they had that little bump when they hired John Hines. And then since it's been an absolute disaster, we've been waiting on Morning Cup of Hockey to give Flurry his praise uh, to win a hockey game, to, to take number second uh, all time. I don't know when we're going to see that happen right now because things are ugly in Minnesota. Yeah, it's not going well for the wild. Uh, all right, we're running a bit behind. So let's get to our big segment today. It's the all 32. The all 32 is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Maybe you want to try out their new feature, the Double Dash. Do it today. It's cold out. You don't want to cook. As we welcome in Nick Alberga, the host of Leafs Morning Take, and that show today, Nick, I tuned in for about 15 minutes. It was popping. You guys had north of 500 people in the YouTube chiming in, and it's all because the Leafs had a god-awful weekend, Nick. 
Give me a temperature check. Do they want the coach fired? Do they want everybody traded? What's going on in the big smoke? Boys, it's it's Groundhog Day. Like it, it was a numbing feeling for me and Rosie who have done this show for a year and a half where it's like, I don't know what to say because it's the same old shit. Like it's the same old shit with this team and they're going to finish with 100 plus points. They're going to make the playoffs. It's just like they, they'll play when they want to play. And I, I think the concerning part is that we're a week post Nylander extension and some of the shit I'm seeing from that guy, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. So to answer your question, um, yeah, it was a busy show today. There was a lot, a lot of ground covered, a lot of people pissed off, a lot of people pointing at the coach. Uh, Colby, I'd love to give your thoughts uh, because obviously the easiest scapegoat in pro sports is the head coach, but ultimately the onus is on the players. It's been on the players for a couple of years. Nobody stepped up and I think they're going to get Keith fired. I mean, we're at that point where I think he's going to get fired. It's probably going to happen after the season, but that's how we're feeling today in Leafs Nation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's interesting you brought some of those things up. And look, we spent 30 minutes, Nick, on our show off the top, just talking Leafs. It wasn't our plan. But once we started getting into it and peeling the layers of the onion back, we we just didn't know what else to, to where else to go. Yeah. One of the things that we discussed, and 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 you know, this is something that I, I think you'll have a really good beat on because you're there every day and you're around it. In Sheldon Keefe's press conference uh, after the Colorado game, where he singled out William Nylander maybe four times within the course of two sentences, <laughs> is he taking a shot at the general manager and the contract that the general manager just awarded him? Or like, what, what, what is the message there by bringing his name up constantly? You know, because I assume he's yeah. not the GM's hire. So he's probably not brought in on these types of decisions and, and contract personnel situations. So I don't know. I'm sitting there thinking he knows he's a dead man walking. Maybe he's maybe he's shooting a shot at tree living. 
Yeah, he does this every year. It's like an act of desperation. He also loves changing his lines quite a bit. But like, that's a pretty fascinating question when you sort of phrase it that way. But I think it's also a place where it's like, you know, Nylander is going to be here long term. Uh, he seems to be like one of the whipping boys. Like every time something goes awry, it's like Nylander's fault or it's it's Bertuzzi's fault. Like he he has his normal suspects. Like it's never Mitch Marner. It's never John Tavares. It's never like Matthews. It's always like Neil. Like that's the guy he loves. And, and and we talk about this quite a bit on the show. Maybe it's because Nylander can handle it, man. I, I hate that I'm saying that. I'm old school in my approach, guys. It's 2024. You got to fucking coddle people now. Like, that's just life. Like, maybe he does it because he knows Nylander can take it and bounce back. Whereas if he does it somewhere else in that lineup, if he calls out somebody else, uh, it it might not be handled the same way. That's probably my only explanation I have for you. So I think um, I, I think just to answer your question was that when I watch the Leafs play and I try to watch them a lot because they have players that are worth sitting down and watching mm-hmm. in front of your television, Nylander, one of them. And you've heard my criticisms of that signing. I'm not saying the guy's not a phenomenal player, but I think what I would tell you is, is watching the Leafs play. They do not play like a team that is being held accountable for the way that yeah. they play. Because when you know you have defensive weaknesses and you know you have goaltending weaknesses, that's where you got to change your game from high risk, high reward to a little bit more structured and a little bit more accountability. I watched the turnover that McCabe has behind the net and then Lilligren is standing there, but he's not actually covering anyone like who is holding these guys accountable to break pucks out, to make plays defensively. And it just doesn't seem to be happening. So if Sheldon Keefe is the scapegoat, which I'm sure he will be, I do think some of this falls on him along yeah. with the construction of the roster. Yeah, it starts at the top, ultimately. Like, we just talked about the modern-day players a lot different than it was back in the day. Like, I mean, they had that tough-edge coach in Mike Babcock. I know he's an asshole. Nobody likes him, and rightfully so. But, like, he was that guy who pushed back, and and look what happened. I mean, there still wasn't a response. But I, I think you're totally and completely right. Like, just some of the brain farts, like even TJ Brody on the first goal against Colorado, it's a five-on-four. You don't touch the puck. Like, like, like stuff like that you can't make you know, you know, something that happens on a game by game basis in the National League. That's just not if you want to be looked at as a legitimate bona fide contender for a Stanley Cup, you have to clean things up. And it's it just unfortunate. It's got that country club feel. And I think accountability is a great word. I use it quite a bit on the podcast where it's like they lose a game. It's like, oh, hum, we'll get them next game. We'll get them next year. Um, you know, I, I remember saying this uh, after they lost a couple years back when I was the Maple Leafs radio host for Sportsnet, where I'm like, I would love one guy to come out and be like, no, this isn't good enough. Like you, you don't hear a postseason remark or rebuttal or post game, you know, same thing where it's like somebody demands more. It's always like, ah, we'll get them next time. It's just a very laid back approach. And I think you look at teams that win the Stanley Cup, um, they, they drag each other and they hold each other accountable. I just don't get that feel with the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I think back to Devon Taves with the Avs a couple of weeks ago. That was it, or a couple of months ago. That was a team with the time was leading the division. And he came and called them out because he didn't think his teammates were doing enough. Uh, yeah. Last area I want to touch on with you quickly is the goaltending. Ilya Samsonov back up with the big club, but now they have this sort of three-headed monster. Once Wall is healthy and back, like, I know monster is not the right word. Monster can be a scary <laughs> bad thing as well, not an intimidating thing. But Nick, what are they going to do here? Like, I feel like the likely move is they got to find a new home for Samsonov, right? 
Yeah, they're going to run for the hills. I mean, it's uh, very similar to the team that started this whole monster debate years ago, and that's the New York Islanders. J.F. Berube, I think, was part of the three-headed monster, and things uh, certainly worked out swimmingly for that organization. Yeah, I think the play here, guys, has to be finding a way to butter up Samsonov a bit and have somebody take this guy off your hands. Like, I can't believe we're at a point where it's like Slavkovsky in Montreal. We're celebrating a save now. Like, that's... We're watching the game last night. They're they're chanting Sammy, Sammy, Sam. Like I'm like, what am I? What this guy gets paid three and a half sheets a year, and we're clapping because he made a save and he made a couple good saves in that game. But it was also very leafy that he lets in that goal late in the game and they end up losing. Right? Like it's it's the same old story. It's not a cut off, cut out for everybody. I think we got to be careful with Joseph Wall's progression too. Like I understand he's had some good starts, but to think it's just his job when he comes back, I think is unfair coming back from a pretty serious, uh, you know, high ankle sprain too. So I think it's right for people to have concerns about this team in, in the crease. And um, a lot can happen, you know, between now and once Joseph Wall comes back. That's what I'll say, especially and specifically to this market. But I, I think assuming all three are healthy guys, like I, I think that that makes the most sense, but it's just more so like who's going to take Samson off, right? Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, never a dull moment in Leafs land, and that's why you should be subscribed to the Leafs, Le- Leafs Nation on YouTube where you can see uh, Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberg and Jay Rosehill every weekday morning. Nick, thanks for hopping on, man. My pleasure. This is for Johnny Lazarus, hands like feet. I, I'm betting he's watching right now, and my one bet for the week, the Leafs will go into Edmonton and they'll beat the Oilers on Tuesday. You can guarantee ah. it's the bet of the year, boys. You want some free money? There you have it. Hey, I'll, right. bet you, I'll bet you a case of beer for when we head out to Jasper this weekend. Let's all right? do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks. Our Ask DFO question is brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Get out and explore the Rockies this winter with Tourism Jasper. Uh, all right. We had a question earlier on. It came in from Andrew E. Colby, who wants to know if there are any other coaches outside of Sheldon Keefe that you think are on the hot seat right now around the league. I'll give you one. Like a, a lot of the teams you'd expect to do it have already done it, Cole. But one team I'm looking at, what about the Devils and Lindy Ruff? Like if New Jersey doesn't get that sorted out, do you think maybe they make a swap or do you think he's safe for the year? No, I think that's a that's a good point because um, you've got these young superstar players and when you're trying to mold a team together and you're trying to find cohesiveness, you want to have a constant voice. And I think that uh, if Fitzgerald, the general manager in New Jersey, doesn't see Lindy as the long-term option, then I think he does make a move and, and get off of him quick. The only thing I will say, and the only thing I think that's probably made it, you know, a little bit safer for Lindy Ruff is the fact that um, they haven't had a goaltender and they continue to not have a goaltender and that's not on him. But what about Donnie Granado in Buffalo? I hate to say it because I love Donnie Granado. I really do. He's a great guy. Uh, I played for his brother, um, you know, again, one of my favorite coaches to just hot stove it with and talk to when I see him out and about on the road. But again, Buffalo has miserably underperformed themselves this year. They're in this weird, we don't know what you are, where you're at. They didn't get Patrick Kane. I think for obvious reasons, I don't think they're going to get Patrick Kane once he's this season finishes out with Detroit. So I think Granado's another one to kind of keep an eye on as far as the hot seat goes. 
Let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets for the day. A couple of plays and a handful of games already underway across the NHL. I like the Kraken over the Penguins today. Plus 120 for a team on a nine-game heater taking on another team that's 5-5 five and five straight up in their last 10. Give me the value on this one all day. And San Jose Buffalo already underway. And the beginning line was 6.5, which I felt was short. If you go on Botano now, you can get a live line that's closer to 5.5. I am jumping on that even though it's scoreless through the first 10 minutes of uh, of today's hockey game as uh, holiday Monday down south means a ton of matinees on tap in the NHL. You can get in on the action with Patano, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. The game starts now at patano.ca. That brings us to garbage time, Colby, and it is brought to you by Wendy's and the daily face-off survivor pool. Today's already begun. A new week has begun on the survivor pool, so get in and win some prizes. I made it to the last day last week. It was so close, so close. Anyways, uh, Cole, we talked about the jerseys and how those went viral. It was not the biggest viral moment in the hockey world this weekend as Terry Ryan, 47 years old, made his return to pro hockey for the Newfoundland Growlers. Uh, Colby, before I get your take on it, let's take a look inside the locker room and get a little behind the scenes look at this return to the sport for TR. Go on, Skirt. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Mel. Brass. Hey, Drives. Colby, Colby, really cool to see the lineups getting read out there by uh, by Matt Cook. And for TR, first, honestly, I was like, this is just a PR thing. Are they like promoting Shorzy or something? But to hear Terry Ryan speak after the game was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I mean, he goes out, he plays some shifts, he has a fight. Um, but, you know, hearing him in his press conference after the game talk about the fact that, you know, all he wanted was his daughter to get to see him play pro hockey. And his career had been over before she came, uh, you know, was old enough to kind of know what he did. And, you know, she didn't want, he didn't want to embarrass her. He wanted to put on a good show for her. And I'll tell you, it, it struck a personal nerve. You know, I, I have a nine month old daughter who's never going to get to see me play professional hockey or high level hockey. Um, and you know, I kind of say it all the time. It's the only regret I have about hockey is that my kids are never going to get to see me play at a high level. So maybe at some point when I'm 45 to 50 years old and you own a team, Tyler, you'll sign me to a one day contract and you'll help fulfill that for me and my children. Yeah. The, the day I own an NHL team, Colby, you'll be, uh, you'll be playing on the top pair. Don't worry. Uh, that's all right. That's a wrap on today's show. Always fun getting to do this with Colby Cohen. Frank is back tomorrow along with our pal John Goyans and the coach's room. Enjoy all the hockey on tap today. Everybody, if you're down south, enjoy the holiday as well. And we will chat with you again tomorrow at noon Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.